0: amen morning church so good to see you guys amen our god is a good god i always say this not because it's a statement but it's a fact amen that our god is a good god we need to keep reminding ourselves that god is good amen yeah uh last week uh, i was away in canning garden baptist church we had a really good time there and you know I, i was telling the congregation actually it's not that bad when we wear masks nowadays to to worship i know all some of us are struggling but at least one good thing is it when we wear masks and worship, if we sing out tune, no one will notice. Yeah, so you know, I, I just want to say this that you know uh, I, I'm very excited today because you know we, we you know that we our church, we've been going through a, you know a, a series of of uh, how important it is to understand the urgency of, of the times that they, that we are living in and how important it is for us as Christians to really be the people that God has called us to be, amen? Remember, I talked about the, the three uh, uh, groups of people, the, the, the soldier, the good soldier, the competing athlete, and then the hardworking farmer. So today, I want to talk to you about wilderness. Everybody say wilderness. Of course, every time when we talk about wilderness, we, we are reminded of the children of Israel in, in the wilderness, right? So God has called them out of Egypt and God intended to bring them into the promised land. But because of their disobedience, they, they were not allowed to enter into the promised land. And I want to say this, that God sets them as a reminder for us. You see, one of the most frustrating things in, the, in this world is having the same conversation over and over and over again with someone on the same thing. How many of us have experienced that before in our lives? That we keep telling, talking to the same person over the same issue over and over again and nothing seems to, to be moving forward. Yep, it's like a parent reminding the child that the same behavior is not okay or a child trying to explain a new concept to his parents. Yeah, So it's, it's, it's very... Frustrating Because it's the same thing, you know, I tell you not to do this, I tell you to do that, but it's the same thing over and over again. And, and it's very frustrating. You see, reminders are okay, but having to repeat it over and over again is not right. It is either that the one who tells or the one who listens is the issue. So either the person who is telling it is not telling it properly, or the one that's listening is not listening properly. If we know that God is the one who tells, even through His Word, through the Bible, we know that God is not the one who is not able to tell. Am I right? So God is not the issue. So if we recognize that it is God who is, you know, God is the one who tells, the issue is often us who are not listening. So if we do not learn, we are in trouble. The Word of God is for us to remind us, to teach us so that we learn. Amen? So God is constantly speaking, even in this last days, through His Son, Jesus Christ. Through His Word, God is speaking to us. So I want to encourage us. Let us not have itching ears. Let us have listening ears. Do not be like the people that Jesus said that they hear but they do not hear. They see but they do not see. We need to be people who are seeing and, you know, when we see, we are seeing. When we hear, we are hearing. Because in such a time as this, God is doing something. He is bringing an urgency in our lives like never before. The importance of His will, of His kingdom here on this earth. So we got to be able to be seeing. We got to be able to be hearing. We got to be able to be learning. So in all of our lives, there are three time periods. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Am I right? All of us have yesterdays. All of us have todays. And all of us have tomorrows. Yesterday is instructive. Tomorrow is unknown. Today is a proving ground. And it's also a learning place. I'm reminded again of the communion. In First Corinthians chapter 11, right, uh, Paul was talking to the, the church in Corinth concerning the communion of the Lord, the, the Lord's Supper. And, and he said this Do this in remembrance of me. And then he went on to say, For wherever, whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Do this in remembrance is the past. Jesus had already done what he had done for us. For whenever, as often as you do this, it's today. Until you proclaim the Lord's death, till he comes, it's tomorrow. So in communion itself, God holds the past, the present, and the future. Amen? Every period has a purpose. Every period of our lives, the yesterday, the today, and the tomorrow, has a purpose. This morning, we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and we're going to read from verse 1 to verse 6, and then we'll go on to, to chapter 10 and verse 11 to verse 12, right? You have your Bibles with you, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 1 to verse 6. And then we're going to read from chapter ten, verse eleven to verse twelve. Okay, guys, come on! I know you're wearing masks, but I'm sure you can shout your yes if you are there. All right. So if you you guys there, give me a loud yes. Okay, cool. He says this. Paul is writing to to the church in Corinth. He said this. He's he's writing to the believers. Everybody say believers. He's not writing it as as a you know as a general uh you know letter to to to. to to everyone but he's specifically writing to the Christians, the believers he says this, for I do not want you to be ignorant of the fact so Paul here has established this that this is the fact don't be ignorant of it brothers and sisters that our ancestors were all under the cloud and they all passed through the sea they were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea They all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink for they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them and that rock was Christ. Verse 5. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them and their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things occurred as examples. Everybody say examples. To keep us from setting our hearts on evil things as they did. Chapter 10, verse 11 to verse 12. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings. Everybody say warnings. For us on whom the culmination of the ages has come. So if you think you are standing, be careful that you don't fall. So Paul, he warned us not to be ignorant of what happened to the children of Israel in the wilderness, remember they, they refused to enter the, the promised land and God says those that are under 20 years old, they will be entering the, the promised land you know, together with Joshua and Caleb. But the rest that's above 21, all of them is going to be wiped out. And this serve as an example not just to the believers during the time of, of, you know, in Corinth, but it serves as an example, as a warning, even to us today. Remember the past, the yesterday is instructive. If we are not learning, we are not listening, we are not seeing this, we better be careful. He says that, you know, if you think that you are strong, you are standing firm, be careful that you do not fall. Because all of us, including myself, we, will face this challenge in our lives. The Bible says, even in the last days, the elite, everybody say elite, they will be deceived. So we have to be very careful not to fall in these times. The children of Israel, they couldn't get past Egypt in their lives. Egypt was not a nice place. They were enslaved for 400 years. They were enslaved to a system of the world. The sad reality was this, that God told them that they're going to enter the promised land, the promise that God gave to Abraham. But yet, they were happy to miss the promised land for what had enslaved them. How does this parallel to us today? God has saved us. He has called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. Am I right? But the issue is this. Often at times, we unknowingly have been so absorbed by that darkness or by, by the world that we do not see what is our tomorrow. And every time in our today, we keep looking back at our yesterday, not because we want to learn from them, but because there's a desire to go back or to do the things as of the yesterday, just like the children of Israel. We miss the onions, the leeks, but they didn't realize that they were slaves in a system. Slavery in the highest order is being bound without the presence of chains. Can you imagine now they they were in, in the wilderness, right? In in the, in the desert, they, every day God's presence was with them, the, the pillar of cloud, the pillar of fire by night, and, and God was with them, his very presence. But yet they were so enslaved they wanted to go back to a place that they were bound. It can happen to us when the world has wrapped an in, invisible chain around us. That's why Paul said, all right, as we have read about a good soldier, do not be enticed, do not be, you know, be entrapped by the affairs of this life. James chapter 4, verse 4 says, friendship with the world is enmity to God. You know, the children of Israel, they complain about their present without taking into consideration of their future. They knew that they, they knew where God was bringing them. But they were so, you know, so filled with, with their yesterday, with themselves. They complain, they complain, and they complain. Friends, doesn't this ring a bell? We complain for not having enough. We complain that others are having more, more than us. Yeah, we look around and we see people blessed during this time. You, how come he's blessed? I'm not blessed, you know, and it's ridiculous. If we were to only realize that our future, what God has for us, our future, all of our future is eternity. Isn't that enough? Then to complain about today or even complain about our yes, you know, it's not as good as yesterday. Friends, I tell you what. Yesterday is not meant for us to live in. If you are past yesterday, means you are alive. If you are alive today, that means you have an opportunity to live tomorrow. Am I right? So we need to always be forward looking. If we get this right, if we understand that our eternity, our future is eternity with God, we will navigate this life. We will navigate through this life well. If our perception that heaven is no greater than the world we live in today, we will always be tied down by this world. We will always be tied down in this world. Because for us, we think that the comfort of where we, what we have right now is so good. We, you know, it's, it's nothing compared to heaven. Then we will be very messed up because we will not be looking forward to that eternity with Christ. How many of you know Jesus is coming back? Come on. How many of you want Jesus to come back? But how many of you would say, Jesus, if you come back today, I'll be more than happy? A lot of people, yes, Jesus is coming back. Yes, I want Jesus to come back, but not today. That's not the right attitude to to approach our Christian life. Matthew chapter 24, verse 37 to 39. But as the days of Noah were, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. And did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will uh, will the coming of the Son of Man be. Friends, don't be like the rest of the people in the days of Noah. They were just busy, happy, going on with their lives without understanding the season, the time that God has for for that time. They were so filled of themselves until the day Noah went into the ark and the rain came, the flood came. It was too late. I'm very passionate to challenge us, to prepare us for what is to come. Friends, the days ahead of us, it's not going to be comfortable days. I want, to, I want to say this again. If we think that by the time COVID-19 is over, we're going to ease into a, 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 you know, a high level of comfort, I tell you what, if you have that kind of thought, I want you to throw all those thoughts out. Because if we know that Jesus is coming back, the, late, the latter days is going to be greater in terms of his challenges is going to be greater in terms of its intensity. So we must be ready for that. And I believe that God allows us to go through what we are going through right now, is to prepare us for our future. It's It's not a time of holding back so that we can be more comfortable. It's a time of pulling back so that we'll be able to get our lives in order, to face the challenges that are ahead of us. I'm sorry I'm not here to tell you That God's intention is always to bless you With riches, bless you with everything That you want in life I'm here to tell you about the truth of God Friends We need to have our destination right We need to set our destination right When our destination is right All roads will lead to it When our destination is wrong All roads will be wrong no matter how you justify, it will not lead us to our destination if we get it wrong. Friends, what is our ultimate aim in this life? Is it to be in a state of blessedness? I know that a lot of people you know, talk about that. You know, Somehow it's so ingrained in us. When you believe in Jesus, God will bless you. Even though, you know, maybe some of us, we, 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 don't, we don't say that out loud, but, but we, we somehow, deep inside us, we, we are only thinking about the blessings of God. The children of Israel, they serve as an example, as a warning to us. Let me tell you what. That 40 years, they were in the wilderness. They were provided for. There was food for them. They didn't even have to plant. They didn't even have to, you know, farm. Food came from heaven every day, except on the Sabbath. Provided for miracles. Their clothes, their clothes did not even tear. Their sandal did not even worn out for 40 years. They were protected every day. The pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire was around them, over them, around them, protect them. They did not fall sick because of disease. They fell sick because of their disobedience. So they were in health, good health. As long as they they obey God, they were were fine. And for all you, God says, for 40 years, so those who, who are 20, right, at the time, the youngest, probably 2021. 20, 20, okay, that they will not be able to enter the, the land. They live up to at least about 61 years old. Some of them, even until their 70s, 80s. Some even older. They live a long life. God provided for them, God protected them. They were in a blessed environment. Am I right? Yeah. But you know what? They missed their destiny. The danger for us today is to live in a blessed state without fulfilling God's purpose for our lives. Just like the children of Israel, they were blessed, but yet they missed their destiny. If blessedness is is blessings just all you want in this life, all we want in this life, we are missing the whole entire point of being Christians. I know it, it sounds harsh, but it's true. We've been so ingrained in us. Oh, God will bless us, God will bless us. So when we don't get what we think that is blessing, then we think that God is not with us. Friends, let me tell you something. Don't be confused or don't confuse God's nature with God's approval. God's nature, He will take care of us because that's Him. He causes the the rain, the sun to shine on both the righteous and the unrighteous. That's who He is. Am I right? He will protect you, He will provide for you because that's His nature. But don't confuse God's nature with His approval. A lot of people think, "Well, if I receive the blessings of God, means God approves of me. Friends, it doesn't mean that way. God blesses you because that's His nature. Doesn't mean that He approves of you. In what you are doing. That's why a lot of people say, wow, well, you know, wow, well, God, if it's, if, it, if it's your will, right, you, you will bless me. It will be laden with blessings. Then we say, that's a sign that God, yeah, God's will is for me, right? How many of us think that way? If it's God's will, God, you open the door. But the chances are, God's will, the chances are, God's will, sometimes may not be found in the blessings that you receive so we have to be very very clear with this this is the lesson that paul was bringing across god was not pleased with them if a people who had first-hand experience of the manifestation of god's power and might can miss their destiny we are not exempted from the same. If they saw what God did before them, you know, before their very eyes, they saw everything. The reality of God, God says that these miracles have never been done before, neither before their time or after their time. It was so great. God says, I'm never going to do that again. They saw it with their own eyes. But yet, even living in a state of blessedness to see God's providence, they miss their destiny. God's will was for them to enter the promised land. God has never let them out of Egypt with the intention of of letting them die in, in the wilderness. In fact, God wanted them to enter the promised land. That was God's intention. God's will for us is to enter his kingdom. But Jesus wants us. Matthew chapter 7 verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does, everybody say does, the will of my Father who is in heaven. Matthew chapter 12 verse 50 for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister, and mother. Everybody said, "Does the, the, the will of the Father. It's really important to understand this, friends. I believe that God did not just save us so that we remain as the state that we are in to receive His blessings, and, and then we just waltz into His kingdom there's a very important factor here that the Bible talks about. is those who does the will of the Father. Friends, if we never go past who have saved us, we will never understand why we are saved. If we are still struggling, you know, at this point in time, whether did Jesus really die for me, did Jesus really save me? you will never, we will never be able to know about God's will. You get what I mean? Some people think that it's, it's, it's so cool to, to question whether, you know, the existence of God or whether, you know, is Jesus real or not. I tell you what, we need to move forward. If those of us who have believed in Christ, come on, don't struggle with it. Let's move forward into doing God's will. Everybody say, doing God's will. will. But the good news is this. Like Tolkien in in Lord of the Rings, he he wrote this, not all who wander are lost. Alright? So there's still hope. Amen? But it depends on how we respond to God today. We know where God wants to bring us. Am I right? We know that there's an eternity that awaits us, His kingdom. But are we wanting to be brought there? We all know that God has prepared a future for us. But we must make full use of our today. Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 17 says this, See see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Are the days evil? Come on. And the days are going to get more evil. So we must redeem the time that we have, we must walk circumspectly. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. The only thing that will keep us sane in all this, in all the coming challenges, in all the coming, you know, evil, is the will of the Lord. So if you are still sitting here today and thinking, God, how much can you bless me? I tell you what, you risk your life. But you are saying, God, what is your will for me? I'm willing to let go of my yesterday. Make full use of my today because of the future that you have for me. That is His will. Knowing God's will is such a huge subject. If I were to ask you today, do you know what is God's will for you? A lot of people struggle. But do you think that Christians should continue to struggle with God's will? I don't know about you. I'm, you know, I got saved when, at the age of 15 and now I'm 43 for 28 years. I, I, I've, I've, you know, I've known Christ. I thank God. I know what is God's will for my life. Can you imagine that if you have been saved for even five years, three years, and you still don't know what is God's will for you, you think it pleases God, that God enjoys you being being like, you know, in that state? I don't think so. But sometimes God's will is not apparent because we are not really concerned about Him or about His will. Friends, I want to say this. When it comes to God's will, if we start off with the perception that we have to sacrifice for it, then we will never embrace God's will for our lives. If we think that we will just happen to walk into God's will, it will never happen. His will is never accidental. His will is never incidental. Because God is a very purposeful God. He is very purposeful in what He does. And I want you to know this, God's will is never general over our lives, individually. Yes, the Bible says that it is God's will that none should perish but all come into repentance and everlasting life, amen? But that's the general will, will of God. But when it comes to specifically, individually, God has a specific will for you and I. And it's not just, oh, let's believe in Jesus and that is doing God's will. I tell you what, that's not. Friends, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21 says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So God has very specific will for your life. And I pray that today, one thing that you will get out of this is that from this moment onwards, there will be a greater urgency, there will be a greater concern for what God has built for your life. Don't just think that it will just happen. It will not, friends. The wilderness was a preparation for the children of Israel to enter the promised land. God brought them through. The way of wilderness was to prepare them. But because of their disobedience, they miss out. Parallel to to our time, the world is a preparation for us to enter into God's kingdom. But don't be like the children of Israel that we miss out on the destiny that God has for us. They serve as a lesson to us. So when it comes to God's will, There are a few things I want to share with you this morning. You guys okay? Firstly, we must seek Him. We must seek God. Why I say seek? It's because God's will is never appealing to the flesh. Am I making sense here? Often at times, doing God's will does not appeal to our flesh. Because our flesh will want to do something else. Our flesh is always, you know, at war with our spirit. So there must first be a desire for His will, and that desire cannot come from the flesh. It must come from our spirit. So, we say we seek Him, we seek Him through prayer. We got to contend with God in prayer. The struggle with God in prayer will teach us to uh, to be strengthened, to persevere through. Are we praying enough about God's will for our lives? Not every open door is God's will. Not every blessing is God's will. But you know what the flesh will tell you? Every open door is God's will every blessing is God's will because the flesh will tell you that well maybe you like someone who is a non-believer and then the person reciprocate with your feelings oh it's God's will you know because that person is responding I tell you what don't deceive yourself Oh, that job, wow, it pays more and wow, it's so good, so good benefit and everything. But you know, if I take out that job, I won't be able to, to you know, to, to serve God in, in my capacity. And you think, wow, that open door must be God's will. I tell you what, God's will never appeals to the flesh. That's why we need to come before Him and to seek after Him we have to contend with God in prayer. You think starting this church was, was like, wow, you know, such a good idea, let's do it. Man, I tell you, I contend with the Lord in prayer for two years, praying day in day out, oh God. In fact, you ask me, I, I, I don't know, I, it's, it's just very difficult, contend. But I know that I need to bring my spirit into subjection to the Spirit of God. Amen? God doesn't want us to struggle with His will. But we need to come before Him in prayer. We've got to seek Him. How many of us actually every day we pray for God's will? We know the Lord's prayer, right? Let your will be done. Your kingdom, you know, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But how many of us really actually pray that prayer or our, our prayers, like, God, you know, today I have a meeting, bless my meeting. God, today I have my exam, bless my exam. God, you know, I have this, bless this. You know, I, God, I, I need a financial breakthrough, bless me. But how, many have actually, how many of us actually sit down and say, God, in this time, what do you want me to do? To bring me a step closer to the destiny that you have for my life. Friends, this is a very important thing that I want all of us. I'm speaking to you as I'm speaking to myself. Because if we miss this, then there's no point of being Christians. There's no point of even having church if we don't know what the Lord's will is and we are not doing His will. How many of us want to come before God and Here God says, when we say, oh Jesus, Jesus, and Jesus look at us, I do not know you away from me. None of us, right? Come on. Secondly, have the right heart and the right attitude. We can't be seeking God and yet our hearts and our attitude doesn't change. It doesn't make sense. God's will will never overlook heart and attitude. I know a few weeks ago, John was, was, you know, just ended his, his series on Jonah. Remember God asked Jonah to go to Nineveh? But then he, he, he went the opposite direction to Tarshish. Yeah, he wanted to go as far away as possible. Do you know that Nineveh is much closer than Tarshish? You know, that speaks to us, right? When your heart and attitude is not in the right place, your disobedience will cause you to run as far away from God's will as possible. But if your heart is right and your attitude is right, your obedience will lead you to a nearer path to God's destiny. Amen? Remember Balaam in the Old Testament? He refused He was a prophet of God. God told him, come on, you will speak. You know, uh, to, to your people, and he refuses to. His heart was at a wrong, wrong place. His attitude was wrong. Then God caused the donkey to speak to him. God will never overlook heart and attitude. Always remember that. So, the third point just do it. All right? Some people hide behind the uncertainty of God's will. Oh, I don't know lah. That's why, you know, I, I don't, I, I, I just wait lah. And so, I tell you what, if our hearts are to please Him, how far can we wear off from His will? You get what I mean? Yeah. If we, our hearts is at the right place to please Him, to please God, how far can we go away from His will? Yeah. The key and motivation is to please God. That's why God says that God was not pleased with them. So if our motivation is to please God, I tell you what, I don't see how far we can wear off from God's will for our lives. Being passive will never get us to God's destiny. It will not be a ta-da moment. You get what I mean? You walk, 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 ta-da, I mean God's will. It will not happen that way. God's will is very intentional. Okay, let me tell you what. If it is right according to His Word, that means, you know, you read God's Word, it's not against His Word. If it's in line with God's time, if it bears witness with what we believe in, the life, our life's message, if our hearts and attitude are in the right place, if God is moving us out of our comfort zone, it is probably God's will. Am I making sense here this morning? Yeah. So we got to be in touch with our time. We must be in touch with our message, but we must be out of touch with our own comfort because that is one of the greatest challenges, greatest obstacle to fulfilling God's will because the flesh will always seek for comfort. Amen? And the last point, okay, I'm gonna end soon, all right? His will is about giving, not about taking. The Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. If today, you are seated here, you are disappointed because what you ask God for, what you pray for, you have not received it, and you are disappointed with God. I think, I honestly think, there needs to be some changes in your life. Because God is not your what do you call, uh, your, your bellboy just to open the door for you. God is not, you know, one who, who just, you know, just hand out good things to you, in a sense. If we never understand it is not about taking, then we will never understand what Jesus had really done for us. Jesus gave his life to us. It is more blessed to give than to receive. God's will goes beyond self. God's will is not for us to get richer. It is to enrich others. I hope we all understand this. Friends, it's not like, oh, you know, God, bless me with great results. Bless me with the greatest job. Bless me, you know, with this, with, with a bigger house, with a nicer car and all this. I tell you what, come on, guys. God will take care of us because it's nature. It is in His nature. Don't make cheap His message for our lives, for what Jesus had done for us. Doing His will. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to verse 2. After this, we're going to pray, all right? I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. So all of us, God has a will for you and I is very specific. And we must do God's will for our lives. I pray that none of us are seated here just, you know, coming to a place where, oh, you know, I, I know God has saved me and, uh, you know, I thank you for that and then full stop. I think we are missing out the entire point. God wants us to fulfill His will for you and I. If today you are still struggling with His will, remember, you've got to seek Him. You've got to seek Him you got to constantly keeping your heart in check your attitude in check you got to learn to to take that step and do it you know sometimes I, I i i i find it very irritating you know when you know when i ask someone and say you know hey you know why not you do this i really believe that you god has given you this this ability why not use it and do it Use that ability and, and, and do it. And, and people will say, you know, this is a common common response. And I hope that from today almost stop using that common response. Oh, Pastor, I, I don't think I can. I'm very scared. Friends, I tell you, that's not humility. That's stupidity. Oh, lah. Oh, cannot, cannot. Then why would God give you that talent at the first place? You just need to do it. You just need to get better at it. Oh, pastor, I'm not ready. Then when will you be ready? Can you worship me? Oh, I'm not ready. Then when will you be ready? I ask you, Jesus, come back. Only you'll be ready. We just need to keep doing it. We just do it, friends. Please don't be like, oh, hide behind, or oh, I don't know what's God's will for me. i tell you what, don't waste your today. Because your tomorrow might be your eternity. Because none of us can guarantee that we can still wake up tomorrow. We'll try our best, but there's no guarantee. and always know our lives, when it concerns His will, is never about taking, it's always about giving. It will always be, to a certain extent, to our disadvantage. But, it's only disadvantage to the flesh, but it's advantage in the spirit. So friends, I pray, It's it's really my prayer my desire to see every one of us fulfilling God's will for our lives. Don't just aim to just stay in a blessed state. (laughs) Because being blessed does not necessarily mean that you're going to fulfill your destiny, just like the children of Israel. Let us do God's will. I pray that there'll be a greater urgency in each and every one of us. That's my only prayer today there'll be a greater urgency. God, what is your will for my life? Show me, God. Show me. I pray that by the grace and the mercy of mercies of God, that if God will allow me to, to help you to fulfill your, your, your call and God's will for your life, I will do it. I really believe that if every one of us is going to fulfill God's will for our lives, man, I tell you what, It's going to be very powerful. But don't be passive, friends. Don't be passive. This is not a time to be passive. Amen. You guys all right? So important that we've got to set our focus, our minds right, our destination right. Because the days that are ahead of us, the time that we have is not that long, friends. I'm saying this to you because I really felt the urgency of the hour. Jesus is really returning back very soon. Sooner than we expect. And we've got to be ready for that. Amen. Amen. Friends, it's no joke. Yeah. So let's get ready. Amen. While it's still today. Amen. Can we all stand to our feet? Just lift up both our hands to the Lord. You know, every one of us. I believe that today, if you are a believer here today, God has a, I believe God has a will for you. Mm. Amen. Why don't we just lift both our hands up to the Lord? Come on, just lift your hands up to Jesus. God. Oh Lord. Lord, we surrender our lives to you. Father, we pray, oh God, that there'll be Lord, a lot of greater urgency, a greater concern for your will in our lives. Lord, we don't want to just live through our quote-unquote Christian life and, and, and not even close to doing your will for our lives. So, oh God, Lord, we, we want to find ourselves fulfilling the call that you have set upon us, the call, the will of God that you have placed in each and every one of us individually. So Lord, please help us not to take this lightly because it is so important, oh God, for us to understand that only those who does your will, the will of the Father, that you will know them. So Lord, we pray. Speak to us. Lord, if at any point in time in our lives, if our yesterday have caused us, oh God, Lord, to not to be distracted Lord we pray oh God that today we're going to make some serious decisions oh God so that we'll be on the right path again oh God that we're going to set our destination right Lord we thank you that eternity awaits us the future is ahead of us Lord and it's your intention to bring us there? Is your intention for us to enter your kingdom and Lord we pray oh God that we will not Exchange that for which that's of the world, O God. So, Lord, be with us. Speak to us, we pray. Help us to set our focus right, our destination right on You, on Your kingdom, and on Your will. Thank You, Lord. This sermon has been brought to you by Harvest Generation Church. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged.